Okay, so very short and sweet because this is quite a long episode. Um, so this is number six with Johnny Watt from Foreign Fox. Uh, great conversation, glad we finally got to do it. Chatting about doing it for a while. So he came around last Monday, couple of drinks and we shot the shit and it was very good. Um, please go listen to Foreign Fox, fucking brilliant band. Go see them live. Specifically, listen to Birthday Flowers as it's a beautiful song. You're about to hear it right now. Um Yep, thank you as always for listening and sharing whatever and yeah, enjoy the episode. But I brought you flowers on your birthday. Okay, right, Johnny Watt, thank you for doing this in a minute. No, no worries, man, happy new year. Happy new year too. Wait, no, there's that rule, you can't say that after the 7th. After that, you can't right, say yeah. it, so it's just fucking January. It's just <laughs> how you're doing, that's all. Oh, I wasn't too sure what day it was, to be honest. <laughs> right, okay, so we can each other through working at PJs, uh, you working at PJs, mm-hmm. um, and through gigs, I suppose. Through you coming into my restaurant to get food quite a lot. Aye, like uh, um, I'm, like I've, I've always known your face for years. I sorts, worked so. in PGs as well, so uh, I probably uh, served uh, you when uh, I was like pissed uh, off one night. Uh, that's it. Uh, <laughs> right, uh, that's what, that, that seems to be a theme. <laughs> exactly, man. Right, so where did you grow up? I grew up. Where did I grew up. Uh, Pitcorfe in Dunfermline. Pitcorfe, um, perfect. So, like... The land of the free. The land, uh, well, it's aye. actually the land of the tree, because all the... <laughs> after well, they are, aye. Uh, <laughs> no, but the land of the free, funny you say that, because um, it's where, like, like Mackay's all grew up. <laughs> <laughs> free birds. <laughs> um, like, ah, just... That's where all my roots are, sort of thing. Um, so you went to Dunfermline High and all that? Dun- Camelot Primary School, Dunfermline High School. Dunfermline High. Yeah. Uh, trajectory you know boundless and what was like see growing up mm-hmm. what was getting played around the house what were the parents blasting uh, was it a bit of madonna was it a bit of abba no yeah. it, it was actually like my dad my dad uh loved um van morrison and uh leonard cohen was a big one uh-huh. so he actually, he actually told me that when i was born it was uh avalanche by leonard cohen on the radio and it's and then I listened to it after he told me this, and it's like one of the most intense bloody songs I've ever heard. You were born to that song. <laughs> Your mum's like squeezing you to learn to that song. Like, I, I, I can't even imagine it. Like, I must have just been intense. What intense, is it? Is it sure. What kind of music is it? I don't really know. He's, he's, well, he's, co- he's co- known as the god- godfather of gloom. Oh, for fuck's sake. Nice depressing one. You coming uh, into a world of fucking misery and music on the radio. That's it, man. Nothing better. So what? Uh, what was your first kind of music that you got into when you're younger? What was like the first CD? In fact, you're quite old. So cassette. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, By I, was, the way. I was about to snap you for saying I'm quite old. But, ah, you're right. It was cassette. Um, That's like, the thing. Seeing like twenty years time, like what was the first thing you downloaded off Spotify? That would be it. You know what I mean? There's like physicals are gone now. Um, I think uh, like I'm sure I had like some shit like the Power Rangers the tape. Um, <laughs> And the OST, it's like steps and shit like that. Spice Girls, Spice you know, Girls, like, yeah, Spice like, World. Like I, I was, I was 
bit young still when, yeah. <laughs> when tapes were kicking about. Um, I mean, the first, like, I remember getting a CD when I was like holiday somewhere, like Lanzarote when I was a kid, um, and it was him. Aye. Uh, it was like, uh, it's kind of like, it, w- it wasn't like a standalone album, it was like one of the sort of, a bit more, a comp- was it a compilation? Back anyway, it had like funeral hearts on it. And, yeah. Um, was this one of those CDs that like some cunt made in their fucking living room? No, like one of those knockoff <laughs> ones you get in foreign countries. I, I know, I know what you mean. No, this was this was like the real deal, because um, I, I think I'd had a, a, a Sony Walkman passed down to me by my brother. So, all right, okay. Because he just got a mini display. Oh, point, nice. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so this is uh, this is going through the history of um, music playing devices. Uh, Mate, my first thing I think I ever got was uh, I had Atomic Kitten. That was my mm-hmm. first ever cassette, and I had It's Raining Men. Jerry Halliwell, can you imagine me jumping about singing It's Raining Men? Disturbing childhood when you look back. I think I've seen that quite recently. <laughs> um, but, that was just Kangers and Mash. <laughs> no, there was, I'm sure, I'm sure like, I probably bought like an X Factor. What was it, Michelle? Michelle McMahon. Oh, Pop Idol. Pop Idol. Pop Idol. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Liberty X or something. Liberty, like, that, that, oh, that Liberty X are fucking class, man. No, do you know? Do you know actually the the first proper album that uh like decided to buy with my own money, like went into I think Tes- Tesco not long been built in Dalek at this point, and uh, and I went and bought Muse Origin of Symmetry. Oh, nice, good yeah. album. That was class. You going to Muse in the summer? Nah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not into them anymore. <laughs> but it was like those that first sort of that album, I think Absolution. Did you see? Um, did you watch like MTV as a kid or like the Scuzz Music Channel or something? Uh, oh, and then plug in baby. The video for it is quite fucking uh, mental. Eh? Used to used to like just keep Scuzz or Kerrang in the background. Yeah, and then you'd wait for certain songs to come on. Or like MTV Two was another class. Yeah, one which. Uh, I was I've shown Dave this song the other day actually. Um, it was a band called the Teenagers. Oh, okay. Um, I think they're French, <laughs> and and it was like, like it's hard to explain, but they kind of like speak the verses, and then it's kind of got like a, you know, college rock radio like chorusy vibe and stuff. Yeah. But it's a little bit stupid shit. <laughs> um, but like, I remember that that video came on MTV two at like two in the morning, and Nick. The drummer uh, from yeah. Fox, I think he must have been like up watching it in his house at the same time because like we 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 met up like the next day or something. And I was like, man, got to check it. This new band called the Teenagers. And yeah, like, I've done it. So, <laughs> so I miss that as like when you're younger. Like when I was fifteen, sixteen, when I first kind of started drinking, we used to me and my sister would sit up, a couple of drinks, and we'd just sit and watch a uh, channel hop. So like when the shite song came on, you'd like skip back to the other channel and yeah. that and try and find it. Aye, but that's all did now. Like, Music videos really aren't a thing. Well, they are a thing, but they're not as appreciated. You know what I mean? Nah, like because that's because I remember um, it it kind of made well obviously new metal and stuff was well established at that point. But yeah. Like you know when bands like Trivium and stuff were coming coming out. Yeah. I just I remember uh, pull hard on the strings of your matter. Yeah, uh, was just on. Constantly, yeah, yeah, and I had a pal. I don't know if you know him, Finlay, Finlay, Finlay West. No, nah. nah. uh, called him Fish, but um, it, like just always. What used... as in the country Marillion? <laughs> <laughs> like we always used to just hang about at his. He had like a BC Rich guitar. Oh, nice! <laughs> and, we, and we would just like 
headbang, watch Scudders like try to learn the tunes and stuff. So, so try to play Trivium. Aye, pretty nice. much. So what was your like your first record that you bought? Like everyone had that first album that was like the big one. Was it Origins? You think? Yeah, yeah, Yankai? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Origin Symmetry. Yeah. Definitely. It was just one of the ones that woke me up to being like, "This is music." Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like because yeah. I think, and then I think straight after that, um, we, like swapping burned CDs yeah. of like Guns yeah. N' Roses, yeah. uh, like must be like first year of high school, like Jimi Hendrix, and just all the classic rock. So yeah. I think I think you go through that phase when you're like twelve, thirteen, where you listen to like. You know, you brush up on your your music, yeah. <laughs> your rock and roll history with like Led Zeppelin and all that stuff. I had a girl at my school. She used to make like compilation series for me, and like there was once I got like one had like Green Day, then it had Shine Down, and then it had Blackstone Cherry, mm. um, Saliva, and all that. Like awesome. that, that's that would been nowadays. You just fucking oh, my playlist. Listen <laughs> to this. I mean, different play- gravy when you get your handwriting all the you're trying to handwrite all the songs on a sharpie on the disc. <laughs> Uh, like you didn't know what the songs were on the burnt CD because nothing was. Uh, yeah, I know. So, yeah, like, uh, cunts got lazy. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Um, how'd you go from Liberty X to Muse to I want to be in a band, or do you even want to be in a band? We even asked. Um, was so, Foreign Fox your first band? Nah. Right. Okay. Perfect. There's more to delve into uh, here. Ah, uh, so, well. <laughs> what was the first band? Like even before the first band. Um, when I was like nine years old, I was, I was learning the fiddle, and uh, aye, <laughs> aye, as uh, class, and it was like this retired woman called Jean Young, um, and she, she was just didn't listen to like a fiver or something, so it was, so obviously I don't understand how great value for money that was at the time for yeah. like my more of that like why the fiddle, I don't know I, I think well I think, I think my mom especially could just see that like I was itching to play something like that yeah, um, yeah. because like you're, you're drumming about or like I, I'm not too sure if my brother had started playing guitar at this point and uh, but I, I it's like sort an interest in music in me anyway so yeah. so she was I think she took me music shop in Kirkcaldy or something Oh, DHMV. 40 quid violin. No, it was like a. Oh, sorry, like an actual uh, musician. Aye, aye. Was Kenny's not open at the time. Nah. Nah? Well, I, I didn't hear the Kenny's until Sound Control shut down. Oh, no, sorry. I started with Sound Control. Sorry, that's when I got my first guitar in 2005. Hmm. No, it was Sound Control. It wasn't Sound Control. It was like one of these sort of independent, like. Yeah. Well, there was like something Harry Potter, man. There was... like, like, in my memory of it. Well, like the fucking one shop. <laughs> aye, aye. It's, it's, it's totally something like that. Like, no, that the best shops. Like, there was a shop like that along past, just past the Glen years ago. Ah, it was like strings. Yeah, I can't remember what it was, but it was like mm. a, it was a family run music shop. And they're the best ones, aye, let's that. face it. Um, so you start playing the fiddle. I started playing fiddle, so it was like, um, so from there, like, I was in there. It was above the Del Farkerson Centre called the Strathbay and Reels Society. Oh, right, okay. So they like played jigs and reels and Strathspays and all these traditional Scots uh, tunes. And um, and it was like me, my my friend who's, who came over from Korea when he was like eight, seven, six, seven years old. Um, and, and another girl. Um, and then everyone else was a pensioner. <laughs> So we were like, I mean, ten years old or something, yeah. ten, eleven years old, 
Um, You're fucking leading the group. <laughs> well, I, I, I ended up doing things like Rothis Halls and... Ah? I like it was... I seen it, it, it you in there, actually, when I first started working for Miller. Oh, aye. Yeah. I don't mind that. And I seen a comedian, uh, Stuart Francis. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Australian boy. Well, yeah. well, I'll get, I'll, I'll circle back to Rothis Halls later on because I've got, got <laughs> a big story. story. Oh, <laughs> some story. Talk yeah. three nights and all. But no, um, and then from there, sort of, uh, went and played like think some like summer stuff where like the Fife Youth Orchestra and yeah, and like that culminated in a show. You know, all these types of things. Um, it wasn't until. I think maybe School of Rock came out. <laughs> that, that, um, my brother always had this SG, like a, a SG knockoff, yeah. um, lying about the house. I think he could play a couple of songs. Karma Chameleon was one of them. Um, Karma Chameleon. <laughs> like, that was one of his go-tos. And then, but he never really played it much. And uh, But he had all these total guitar magazines lying around. I don't know if you remember them. Yeah, uh, of course. Uh, I've got loads. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Um, one of my first ones had uh, John Frusciante in it. Aye, ah, like he was all over the place. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, so he had all these magazines lying about. That was there. I had an understanding of how these things work and what notes are. I could read music and stuff. Yeah. So um, I just started picking up and going through all the tabs, listening to the CDs. Yeah. Um, and I, I. So you can read music? <laughs> I mean, I'd be hard pushed to like yeah. do it. Do it in real time now I, I, can, uh, yeah. I can definitely do music uh, but back when I was playing the fiddle it was almost like you could just read it is that harder than the guitar the fiddle aye, oh, oh aye, yeah it, it's, it's fretless so you're, oh fuck aye so, yeah and obviously a lot closer together like I know I'm, I'm six foot six my yeah. hands are a lot bigger uh, than they yeah, were yeah. but it was you know you've you've got to be proper accurate in where you are yeah because it can be like microtonal out whereas a guitar stick your finger Aye, <laughs> stick your finger anywhere. anywhere in between just turn the gain up it'll sound good <laughs> exactly <laughs> um, I saw like I didn't started getting into like you know not a band but like jamming with with friends and stuff um, but like you said School of Rock was that you watched that and was like I want to do that I want to be that kid no, 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 it was more like um, when he's got, when he's, I think it was a scene, he's, he's like on the blackboard, joining yeah. up all this, like, oh, yeah, I, history, it's like, but yeah. it was Bonzo Goes to Britburg by the Ramones playing in the background. Oh, right, okay. And it was yeah. just like, I had like such an emotional response to, to the song, it like, yeah. I was like, oh, got me, it got me buzzing. So, so when he's drawn all this on the board, I was, was like, this is cool. I you thought know. you were going to tell me that you were like about to, like the school of rock song, like you know that um, the two girl was no, you're not hardcore. No, you're not. <laughs> great song. You said it's an absolute built up, like, but absolute chin. A fucking great film, the way. Like, yeah, uh-huh. it opened you up to like cause I first seen it, and then uh, they talk about Led Zeppelin, and that mm-hmm. I was like my first time hearing about it, and I was like, what's what's a Led Zeppelin? Uh-huh. Uncle Stephen, tell me about this, and then. Uh, mentions like Motorhead and Maiden and Sabbath and Aye. all that. And it's, it's a fucking like I watched it about six months ago. It lives up. Uh, it's got it's got like footage of you know Iggy Pop doing like his weird sort yeah. of yeah um backstuff. Like you just 
it, all of them it was like the posters you used to get in the center for the total guitar when it made the guitarist look like a god yeah <laughs> uh, okay man total guitar you used to get like a like a compilation play along cd then you always got like a packet of picks every like five issues or something what? brilliant yeah gold dust i know um so right so school rock influenced <laughs> the you started playing guitar you start playing this sg and what, and what what was your first band like well the, that wasn't the the old pensions so what so i would say my first like i wouldn't even call it a band but it was um jason duffy <laughs> <laughs> my pal dean bell he's just moved to australia right okay um, so no reunion to <laughs> so not for this band anyway <laughs> and uh and my other pal joe um who yeah i ended up being in a band with um and we were just kind of like you know doing like random covers it was actually next uh dean the drummer he we lived next door to tomo from waves yeah um and but like so we we're just doing covers and stuff and no one taking it seriously and i think sort of first gig was like a stars in their eyes thing <laughs> like scale were you kind. singing Aye. singing and guitar always oh, been well not like we're always <laughs> looking for a singer right and that time it was like nah you're the only person that, yeah that's going to do it like <laughs> a lot of the shite bags. a lot of the stories you hear is like right we booked a gig so we need to find a singer you can't find a singer the gig's booked we're not pulling at the gig right you're just fucking doing it then so well, well that's what happened that's essentially what happened to you that's what happened with the next yeah. band as well right. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so um so my first proper band i'd say like what were they called the delaney's i fucking recognize that name Ah, uh, so so <laughs> when i was like uh 15 um nick like bought a drum kit or his mum bought a, dr- a drum kit or something oh wait no I, I know a boy called Martin Delaney that's why uh, I made me yeah, yeah. why did Delaney the um, Delaney's what's a Delaney so I, I'm sure it was a Libertine song at the time alright okay so when we were growing up you know what age are you 28 in March so I'm just slightly younger than aye. you yeah so, aye, so, so the exact same period it's like yeah. you remember that like Libertines and Strokes were just see I'm not into the indie scene mm. so at all uh, like the I mean, I remember like the Fratellis and like Franz Ferdinand. I like that, all right. Like stuff that kind of got in mm-hmm. any me. But like from a young age, I was listening to Metallica, like, Sabbath, Motorhead, Maiden, ACDC, and that. So, well, that, well, that, was, yeah. that was that was similar to me. But it was just they were so in the sort of zeitgeist that you you growing up and yeah, like that's that was where it was. And then yeah. it was actually the Cribs that. Uh, that Joe, the bassist, like got me right into, right. Um, and because we were a three piece, and we thought, how how do we make this sound like it's a a full band yeah. with just the three of us? And they were like the sort of blueprint for that. Yeah, um, and it was interesting, and it was punky, and it was a bit like had something to it. So, and then the name just came from like we, we, I, th- I think I think we went through look like. <laughs> Because <laughs> it was because growing up in Corfe, there's like uh, the Corfe Agro <laughs> and the young Corfe <laughs> boys. And I think at one point our band was called the Agro, and then and then uh, like you know some there's a street there called names. Ash Grove, the Ash Grove Agros. <laughs> that uh, that could have worked. Uh, like you say that it definitely doesn't work. Yeah. These are, these are <laughs> fucking shocking names. But nah, nah. So just went on that, and I think 
I, that was you that do was gigs crazy. in uh, loads of like I think we were we were literally gigging maybe three three gigs every single week uh, like at, at 15 at 16 so you had sinkies at the time nailed it mm, nah, nah nah sinkies was, sinkies was shut so uh, Sinky, Jam Jar didn't open up till afterwards ah uh, right so Jam Jar opened up when I was like getting into drinking mm. and then it shut as soon as I started really like going out which was right. six was a great venue uh, like I think I think it, Sinky's might have been actually open at the very start but we never yeah. played there upstairs Cody's uh, Cody, that was our first ever gig aye so, upstairs uh, upstairs and Cody's uh, and Nick was so nervous that he uh, tanned like a free bomb of Frosty Jacks oh, for fuck's sake <laughs> so um, so we had like I think we had like five or six songs written and then we'd done a curb scholar at the end and did he make it? nah did, nah. <laughs> did he fuck it? it was like every <laughs> single song he's, he's playing the like sounded like he's playing the other songs drums yeah. for um, fuck's sake but upstairs in Monty's I but, think uh, that was but upstairs in Cody's yeah. the first gig cause like you know, just everyone, you know, when you're at school, everyone's just excited to go and see something. So, yeah. So I fucking bounce into it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sure the ceiling was a bit of the way. So you did that upstairs in Monty's as well? That would have been... Uh... Uh, nah, so the only nah. time we actually ever played upstairs in Monty's was supporting the Draymond. Really? Aye. Right. So, so it was like, the Draymond were, you know, well established in them films. Oh, they were, at that yeah. Point. So, yeah, I remember them. So it was... So Monty's was like a not a small show for them. I can't even mind if it was for some sort of charity. Yeah. And it was us and then Cal Nickel, who he later joined the Dreaming actually, but he was in a band called The Rutlands. What happened to the Dreaming? Did they break up? No, nah, not really. Like they they kind of get back together and jam. Um, yeah, then, but... I'm sure they did something in the old inn. Like when I was working there, like eight was it seven years ago or something. I'm sure they did like a. Um, they came back and done those two. Two shows at PJs and one in Lorenzo's, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Like they always like, get a crowd. Well, like 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 those are great great boys as well. Because I, I remember remember at seventeen going down in like the bus with a bunch of other folk, uh, like down to Manchester and that just uh -huh. to, just for a jolly and stuff. Fucking um, and because like nobody ever asked what age we were. <laughs> that was no, the thing. Like yeah. every, everyone just thought. I've got a young sport card yeah. that I've like scratched out and wrote another number on. Like, so that's no one thing. ever asked. Eh? Nah, no one ever fucking asked. Eh? You, how tall are you that time? Six foot. Ah, it was uh, the same yeah. height. Same height. Exactly, yeah. like, so, like, so, wouldn't fucking ask questions either. I think I was there about when I was fourteen. You know, <laughs> <laughs> just shut right up. So you did those gigs with that band playing like upstairs. Yeah. Fucking Delaney's out. Like that. It was Delaney's. all. It was all seen. There, those, there was like uh, uh, there was like Tango in the Attic. Uh, Rioters, Valverde. Valverde, I remember them. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, uh, uh, there was like little extras and all, all these bands. It was kind of centered around the green side in Leslie. Ah, like David Horn. Um, all these folk. Well, we, I think he was in Ray Summers at that point. I don't mean if he was even in Ray Summers, but there you go. <laughs> but um, there was all these bands kicking about, um, and it was just madness. Like Taylor. Who's Sun Stinger now? He, yeah, he was the singer of Riot Tears, and right, okay. the same age, and it was it was just. Chaos, I never so. knew who Sun Stinger were until I spoke to Hamish mm. on this, because uh, it's David's other band, do. Ah, he, yeah. he's, he's recently joined, like, let's say, mid last year or something. Yeah, 
I'd never heard of them, and then I checked them out, and they were quite good. Uh, it's um, fucking like proper My Bloody Valentine shoegaze. Yeah, yeah. Shoegaze revival. Um, so what did you start doing after that? What was the next band after that? Uh, so what would you break up, the Delaney's? Just, uh, must have been like 18. Conflict of interest when it came to music taste. Nah, um, yeah. I think uh, I went up to study in Aberdeen. Oh, right. Um, yeah. And just sort of still trying obviously at the start and then yeah. it just kind of like oh, fuck this yeah. um, and Joe the bassist like he's he's basically just been living all around the world now like um, I think he, he lived in China um, like I saw him chucking big packs of fags and chewing gum over the over on a hill in North Korea like from a boat um, it's, it's, it's mental like last time I saw him I was on a stag and no, actually, the last time I saw him was in the old end. <laughs> a couple of months back, it was just back unannounced. But um, before that, it was like a, a in Poland a couple of years back. Cause oh, nice. Uh, he's away living in Argentina now. So, um, But yeah, so it was almost... Fraser, actually, Fraser McIntyre. Do you know Fraser? I think I do, yeah. Yeah, so Fraser, who was in Foreign Fox for a period, um, he sort of joined the Delaney's as the bassist for a little while, but... Right, it was okay. all kind of fizzled out by then yeah it? Um, and then I wasn't really bothered about being in another band um, like, how old were you at this point? it's like 20 19 maybe so young mate you've already, <laughs> you've already chucked it in no I was just like fuck this nah. man. like everyone's dicks <laughs> <laughs> that way you can get promoters are cunts <laughs> <laughs> that just like <laughs> Like fucking, you would call it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's. Uh, What's the quote? If you like, you don't. You live long enough to see yourself become the enemy or something like that. <laughs> no, I, I think what it was was up in Aberdeen. All my flatmates were like DJs, and I never, like, I never really got that into all that sort of thing. But yeah. what I did enjoy was putting on or or helping in small parts to put on events because. Yeah. Um, one of my flatmates, his big brother, uh, a guy called Ravi, they put on a like this techno night minival, um, and it started off in a rooftop bar, and then went to oh, in fact, later levels, it started off in the theme park in Aberdeen, and you could, and they kept the roller coaster open late. <laughs> what next to the beach? Yeah, next yeah. to the beach bowling. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. So like, those were unbelievable, and then yeah. you move from there to like. Earlier days it was Snafu, then it became the tunnels, and oh, tunnels like till, till like three in the morning, and then you, you go about and hand out these uh, playing cards to like all the folk that you kind of know or sound, and, yeah, and like uh, that, that, you know come back and have a good time, yeah, and then you'd organise like a play like one time it was this there's this big abandoned square like old textile factories in Aberdeen, mm-hmm. and like literally just a big hole in in one of the brick walls, uh-huh. and we went through days earlier. And set up like generators and speakers and um, and lights and stuff. Nice. So like that was the after party after the the main club till like nine in the morning and stuff. Fucking and, hell! And man. So it was just like amazing, it's like to to see all that stuff. I mean, so, that's preparation at its best. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Doing <laughs> like, it three days before. Oh, mm, well, like yeah. like <laughs> like um, who built the hole in the fucking wall? <laughs> Fuck, it's just almost, it's almost like half, half demolished and then there's other buildings that are still fully there oh, you know yeah. like um, but my other 
one of my other like sort of mates, Federico, he would um he would even make like little t shirt designs and stuff Aye. for the nights and that. Like well into it. Like so that was your first kind of like promotion not promoter but promotion nah, but it's just, I wasn't yeah. even that huge apart. Yeah, you I, were just I was like can I help me? I was on the peripheries, um just like soaking it in yeah and then enjoying the night maybe getting on stage with the DJs (laughs) maybe telling everyone to get down and bounce back up you know (laughs) that sort of dickhead shit you know (laughs) DJ Johnny what (laughs) but um, but yeah it wasn't it wasn't until I'd been back in Dunfermline for for a little bit um, so you finished uni when you were like 21, 22? No, I'd, I'd no? sort of gave up on it. At, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's about that age. Phoning in. Um, and then, like, coming back to Dunfermline, uh, started writing lots of stuff. I was kind of under the impression that I would just do an acoustic thing. Sounds shit now that I, that, like, you know, I then also lived a, a, a life in a rock band, which yeah. is class. But yeah, I, I was just thought like I'll just write these very introverted tunes, these very sort of. Like, Were you going to be one of those guys that was like fucking? Oh, uh, uh, what was the band called again? Begin with a D. Fucking forgot already. The band you were in, you just the told, Delaney's. The Delaney's, yeah. Would it be like Johnny Watt from the Delaney's. Or would you be like you, no, no, that, kind of folk that, going like soul, but it's like their name and like underneath it's like from nah. So nah. that's that's the thing. It was going to be well, eventually was going to be Foreign Fox, right? But so just, Foreign Fox just was just basically a one man. I mean, it wasn't meant to be, but yeah. like it, that, like that's that's kind of what I thought it was. Yeah. Um, but I just, but like I wanted a, a name for the project. You yeah, know, that, that's that's where I saw it. I guess but, so dumb, can I? Yeah, but but that name didn't even come about until like Nick had already convinced me that he wanted to play drums on this stuff. Um, and it wasn't until I think we were going to the studio and he, and we were trying to rattle off sort of names and we've been listening to. Yeah. There's a band called There Will Be Fireworks. Have you heard of them before? No. Fucking unbelievable. They're, Scottish uh, band. Yeah, yeah. From, oh, right, from okay. like Glasgow and stuff. Brilliant guys as well. Um, you ever heard of this familiar smile? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah is, that, that, is that that kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say it's more like explosions in the sky back and like big, huge post rock right, okay. stuff. Like, they'll oh, definitely check out. I, I love that kind of stuff. So, yeah. so they've, got two, they've got two albums, and both albums are re- recorded so that there's like. They're seamless. It, it all drops oh, as one. Uh-huh. All, all fo- like it's obviously different songs, but like yeah. just got transitions between right, them. Nice. And man, and and Nikki, the singer's voice, beautiful. They're still going. Um, it's it, one of them. Like I think they had a gap of about four years between their albums, and then it's been about four years or five years now. Yeah. And, and then they, they'll post the odd sort of yeah. picture, like maybe once a year. Saying, yeah. Back the studio, and then everyone goes nuts. And then, but that's it. Like until until we, they bloody give me something, you know. I know <laughs> it'll always just be that like Happy New Year poster or something. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, I like to think, I like to imagine that they're still together, and because I know like Jib the guitarist, he he lives down in London now, so it's I think a couple of them do. Um, so it's getting back together. Eh? Are they one of those bands that like as long as like the singer and say the guitarist is there, they just get other musicians or are they like no same musicians? Yeah, that's what I like. I hate when bands like we're coming back, but like there's three new cunts mm. and there's two originals. That's it. It's not the same. Then it's it's kind of diet what it should have been. You know what I mean? Aye. 
Um, right, so you started foreign folks. Well, what was going to be? Yeah, so Johnny Watt from the Delaney's. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, that wasn't. What was gonna be. That, that was dead buried by that point. Dead and buried. Um, this was this was You're like twenty two or something. Twenty one. Something like that. So it, it it was all. It was like I'd completely. Like I'd grown in what I was into and and like what I liked. Yeah. It was like, and it's very different from even what I, what I'm into now. But um, like I was listening to bands like The Antlers and sort of, you know, like Fred Rabbit. Um, yeah, very uh, influential. Like, who else? Um, ah, anyway, lots of shit like that. <laughs> so. Um, so I so I started writing all these like very sort of acoustic-y, introverted, like slightly folky songs. Were they meant to be for acoustic? Do you think, or was it meant to be of a bigger picture? Well, 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 well now, like I, I saw how they all transitioned and, and yeah, it made much but at the better time sense. it wasn't. It was it was a subconscious at, thing. At the time, yeah. I, at the time, I couldn't. I didn't. Ha- I didn't like what what I have now. If I write a song, I kind of I'm able to hear a lot of the different elements yeah. in the head and how they would work together and stuff uh, yeah. for, for like if you're composing for recording type thing yeah um, but now nah, back then I just sort of heard everything on a warm acoustic guitar um, and then Nick like I think I was just playing him a couple of, couple of the songs and he just started playing along on his electric drum kit and just said bye I'll, I'll come and jump on this stuff and nice. then Fraser McIntyre um like he started kind of bouncing ideas like writing ideas off so he came in as a guitarist um and then lewis hamilton he he then came in because we had i didn't really know him at the time for his introduced me and then um he had like a synth but we, so we heard he had a synth so we we're like yeah, come, come come join the band it's an expensive piece of fucking kit yeah and then later uh d paul devine came and joined um i know that name so we were a five piece for a bit ah he was uh people places maps aye that's it yeah, yeah. with uh fucking ryan ryan mcgowan, ryan McGowan yeah uh oh, they were a great band they were i do love uh youth and the young aye. that was my What's first that? ever that was my first ever shift at pg's was the gestures um album launch. oh the album launch. Ah, yeah that was yeah, my first ever right. gig and i bought their cd of my cash tips i got that night amazing so very good band. Uh, don't really see them much these days. They don't do anything really. No, they, they've, they've called it a day. Oh, have they? Ah, uh, Ethan Young. Uh, that's well, Ryan. Uh, I think they had a couple of practices after the pandemic, but nothing sort of right. thinking about getting it back together. Ryan actually released another album uh, uh, under the name Seeing Other People. And right. it's him and another guy, I can't even mind his name, but. That was pretty good as well. Like, See, I deleted like Facebook and I just have like everything on mute, so I like miss things. It. Oh, you wouldn't have seen this anyway. It was, oh, it was, was it barely, to- understand totally? Like, like it was like sure, sure they had a Facebook page and stuff. Like, I think I got sent a link to the music video, but I think it was a private link. No live stuff, no. I think they did bring that out, but no, they never played live. Like, I think I, I before I was at PG's, I think I tried to get them. To be part of a festival, um, oh yeah, but aye, they just didn't bother. <laughs> no, weren't weren't about to do it really. So, so the songs that you wrote in twenty twelve is that what the kind of period we're going for here? Yeah, twenty twelve, twenty 
thirteen type thing. For what I know, uh, Fortnite sinking ships—that was your first release. I take it that's not your first release. The first re- release with Foreign Fox. Yeah, first um, release. Of, that's what I mean. Yes, yeah, yeah, Foreign so, Fox. Yeah. Yeah. So the first one was it was New Year's Day, twenty fourteen. We put out Yogurt as a single. Right. Okay. Um, and that was along with a music video. Uh, and that was like, I think, I it was like all proceeds go to McMillan Cancer Support because at the time my dad was really ill. All right. Okay. Um, and that's kind of what the song was all about. So, um. So put that out, just thinking absolutely nothing of it. Yeah, uh, and I think like three or four days later, we got an email like, "Oh, would you, do you guys want to play Wickerman?" And then I, that's <laughs> sick. And, and then like, uh, then my dad was like, "Oh, you're in the Herald." Like it was like <laughs> a, it was it was like just an interesting you know column, but nice. nobody had contacted us. Yeah. Nobody had said anything, and I was like. What the fuck? You know, yeah. Like, like all all the years playing and gigging with the other <laughs> fucking band, no one like. And you released one song overnight. But I, that's I, just I, how it works, though. It eh? and and the guy that, uh, and I'll give a shout out to the guy that actually fucking got us for Wicker Man, Shay, Shay Woodman, and um, like, it, I think he booked us for another couple of festivals after that. But like, yeah. he was just a really good guy that like off his own back. Yeah. Tried to sort out like he had that solace tent at Wickerman for a few years and headlining the tent was Young Fathers. Young Fathers. Young Fathers, aye. So Mercury Music Prize winning Scottish band. I recognise them. Uh, yeah. they're brilliant. Um and uh, like so many so many class like bands I saw at Wickerman. And oh and I bumped into the guys from We Are Augustines as well, who was a massive fan. Oh nice. That later um I booked for PGs. The Billy for Outer Festival. Oh, right, for Outer. Right. Then he asked us to, if we wanted to get up on stage and fucking play the chapel song with him because we'd done it for BBC Scotland. Oh, nice. Uh, before sort of fucking like Dream Cup Dreamer. <laughs> so that was your first Fawn Fox gig? It was Wicker, man. Uh, I think first. Where was the first gig? I, no, I think actually before we brought anything out, we'd done like a couple of strip back gigs. Yeah. So. I think maybe supporting people places maps um and then i think before anything was out we might have supported either it was either father son or we were promised jetpacks so it's nice. so, it someone decent like i remember like um but then sort of when we were ready to bring something out the first gig was our ep launch so that was at pg for the uh sinking chips yeah so that was cool. at PGs. You did a physical for that, eh? Because I'm trying to find a copy. Mm. Fucking bitch to find, by the way. It was a, uh, it was a CD. Yeah, um, it was a paper uh, uh, case, a, yeah. A gatefold thing. Yeah. You know what? I don't even know if I've got one. <laughs> right. It's like everything else. It'll pop up one day. Some cunt will just have it in a drawer somewhere. So. Uh, but I, I, we had loads, loads of them, but um, we would just like... Because I think the first year... So after Wicker Man, that rolled into like getting asked to do Belladrum. And nice. getting to do like... We on Gaelic uh, telly at nah, three in the morning. Nah. Nah. <laughs> no, unfortunately not. That's uh, still not being on Gaelic telly at three in the morning. I don't think. <laughs> um, and then like, because Belladrum, I think it was that was linked to Go North, which is later became Expo North, which right. is like a showcase thing in Inverness. And it was, you know, so, so we were just chucking all the CDs out to everyone. Eh? Yeah. Like uh, I was like passing them through the fence at the yeah. festivals and stuff. And I gave one to uh, Vic Vic Galloway. Oh, um, nice. Uh, go north um just said 
here's a CD. And then like yeah. the Monday after, he, he, he played, he, he played uh, our song Quiet at Home on, oh, sick. on the radio. So, so buzzing with that. with that. And now... That's got the truth about sex on it, eh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's my favourite song on that EP. And and now it's, it's great. Like, it's come full circle and, like, I'll get Vic to come come back to PJ's and he done, like, a talk show. He did in with, November like, there. Yeah, yeah, December. with uh, Pete Agnew and Faith Ife yeah, and yeah. Um, Ian Rankin. Uh, yep. and uh, like, I'm sure you came to see me that night for food so after Sinking Ships it was Frostbite single yeah so so I uh, so like we, we were kind of quite um, we, we had Frostbite yeah so so like before we'd before we'd recorded Sinking Ships we'd we'd been recording well, demoing, I would say actually, because yeah. a lot of the stuff was unfinished. But, but like it was all the songs that I'd written when I was sort of thinking it was going to be an acoustic project. So, yeah. so, so we, so we did, so we recorded more than an album's worth. Um, and it frustrates me to this day that we, that we still can't find the time and cash to like proper properly like do a full length. Yeah. Um, but it was like all these tracks half, half like were kind of kind of working in a way but maybe not the way that would sit well with others and all that yeah. shit so um, so about the flow you need to have a proper a, kind of flow the, the record uh. what was the fucking question again talk about Frostbite <laughs> Frostbite <that was> <laughs> uh, so, so we came we came back and we recorded um, we recorded Frostbite and it was like proper jetpacks rip off shit yeah. like just being like that's what we're into. Love this sort of energy. Let's um, let's do that. And we went and recorded that with that was a, the first track we recorded with Bruce Rinto, who we pretty much just recorded with him ever since. Um, before that, uh, the Sinking Chips EP was done with a guy called Marshall Craigmile, oh, really right, okay. good friend. But he um, he had old milk studios, but he's moved away to San Francisco now. So moved on to Bruce, who yeah. is equally. Long haired and bearded. He's very, he's very well known in the Scottish scene. He's worked with every cunt. Oh, he's, he's, he's like, and when you work with him, you see see exactly why. He's, yeah. he's just like clocked on 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 the boat. Like I think the first first time we were in recording with him, that he was Lewis was playing a part, and I think one of the strings was just a little bit out. Was he? Like, yeah, man. <laughs> I'll tell the picture of that. Yeah, man. Give me that guitar, man. Let me see what I can do. And he just pulled and ripped all the strings out of it. And like, let's get rid of them. Eh? Just starts restringing it. Just chatting as normal. Yeah. And Lewis is like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> but no, it was brilliant. And, and it just like, I was just like, yes, this is this is who you want to be recording. Like he's literally ripped the strings off your guitar because yeah. they're old and Tacky, but he's not, not going to put his right. name to something if he, you know what I mean. Yeah, that's got to sound good. So, and then it was driving drunk for Christmas, eh? You probably know the order better than I do, to be honest. So I just went by, um, I just went by uh, Bandcamp. Nice. I knew the songs were there. I just forgot the order. I knew Sinking Chips was first, and I knew the Long Jump was the last one. But I can. Uh, that's that's probably the most accurate for the way they came out. Um, yeah. Like sometimes on Bandcamp, I probably put it up a few weeks after it. So everyone yeah. else just because you for yeah, you know. Bandcamp's the best way for it because like 
you, the money goes straight to the bands. Mm. You buy a song for ninety nine p on iTunes, it's like you'll get about three pence of that in like seven months time. I well, that, that like I think someone just bought like I got an email yesterday. It was like bought your whole digital discography, and you're like, that's because awesome. yeah. you're, you're honestly like you can listen to all these things. You, I, I, I was going to say you can buy physical, but I think they're all away. But um, but I, like the fact that folk are just like, well, awesome. can what? Here's some cash for yeah. the money uh, for the music you made. Well, it's better than fucking store it on YouTube, so. You'd rather that, and then still on YouTube. Yeah, I know. Like it's such an inconsequential amount at the day, but like it does, it does like sort of. It's a wee bit extra for you guys, and it shows you somebody's like took the time Mm -hmm. and the the man the money to go right. I'm I'm investing now. Good right, and that's a ticket sold in like your Christmas gig next year. Ah, (laughs) There you go. And then right, so driving drunk for Christmas, I so (laughs) so. The the video's got uh, Tom Stade, who's like a, a comedian from Canada, oh, uh, right. done like live at the Polo stuff. It's fucking hilarious. How'd you get him? So the year prior to that, <laughs> might be more than a year actually. The 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 this guy Joe McTernan who directed the yogurt music video, the first music video we made. He he's like he's doing really well as well. He's a comedian. He's fucking brilliant. You might have probably seen some of his. Probably stuff yeah, on Instagram watch, or that. yeah, but um, so so he was like his pals are like Daniel Sloss and all, all that. I seen stuff. him on Saturday, Sloss. Oh, did you? Is it Alhambra? Fucking brilliant. Oh, oh brilliant. Yeah, like so he's pals are these guys. Tom Stead, um, Jojo Sutherland, uh, who was in the video as well. But so basically, I think Tom was looking for guests for this like little during the fringe show yeah. it was like it was like filmed so it wasn't with an audience um and they just met over the course of this fringe <laughs> the fringe this i think the guy's name was ray or something but he thought he was a comedian and he like played played the the guitar and uh, and like he thought it was hilarious but it was just like this really weird like english drunk dude yeah that, 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 oh what are you saying like fuck off you bastard and stuff and I think he was just like heckling so many like comedians in their shows yeah and and Tom and Joe just thought this guy's fucking brilliant <laughs> <laughs> like so they got him so, so, so they got him as part of it and uh, and the whole the whole premise of it was that do a talk show um, and like Tom's getting hammered and this guy's getting hammered and like yeah. it's and it's like all about how they remembered it going versus how it actually went so yeah. like, I end up like strangling him <laughs> like all this, all this random stuff but like it was just really class experience and like fucking hilarious guy so um, just get in touch like if he was doing a show he'd, he'd like I think one time he, he was playing Carnegie Hall and he rang me up and we were actually playing with Father Son down in Newcastle. Oh, and man. he rang me up and he's like, Johnny, where the fuck are you? <laughs> I was like, uh, I'm in Newcastle. Yeah. I'm at fucking Carnegie Hall. Carnegie. <laughs> he's like, there's a fucking seat for you. <laughs> like, I think I said something to him. like, oh, what's happening? He's like, it's fucking a lot is happening <laughs> all around us. It's called science, man. <laughs> You're just one small fucking part of it. <laughs> But I saw a bit, so eventually, like, we had some conversation. And he was like, uh, 
I want to be in one of your fucking music videos, man. I don't want to shit. I think I shit walk on. Yeah. But, uh, so, 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 you want me? You want me Santa Claus? <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. So that was that. So and, uh, and then Jojo Sutherland, who's another great comedian, and it was just like piss Santa coming home, smashing up all the presents, you yeah, know, Grinch style. Yeah. But um, yeah, that, like it was you know Duncan Aitken, eh? Duncan Aitken. Duncan. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so he actually said to me, like, before that song came about, he was like, got to write a Christmas tune, man. And I said, Duncan, the last fucking thing I will do in this life is write, <laughs> write a Christmas tune. Then I was just sitting, like, trying to write songs and studio yeah. myself. And I just fucking wrote this Christmas tune. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> it doesn't sound Christmassy, though. You know what I mean? It's, it was, aye, it's Christmas. On purpose. On yeah, on purpose, yeah. Um,. It I mentions Christmas a few times. I, it's not snow, like, yeah, it's not got like jingles and fucking snowfall sounds and nah, that. It's, it's not about the season of goodwill. No. <laughs> you only play that song at Christmas times. Aye, like, aye you, you can't get you away can't, with that. Any other say, time of the year. Aye, fucking middle of summer. <laughs> right then, it was a belly dance for you. Yes, and that's when I first met you. Um, you, I, the I, I don't know the order, right? But you did the belly dance EP, but like. You played PJs twice in like the same month or month and a half Probably. because you supported a band. I can't remember who the fuck they were, but they were playing the Battlelands the night after. They were really, really big, and there was a guy. He st- he stood at the front and just drank red wine all night. <laughs> and I can't remember the fucking band's name, but their merch desk was fucking massive. It just had like everything there, and you were the main support for it. Uh, it was a Thursday night as well. I remember. It. I can't remember the band's name, but. I remember speaking to, to Miller about it and he was like, aye, these cunts are playing the Battlelands tomorrow night, sold out. Was that, was that maybe Jetpacks? No, it wasn't Jetpacks, yeah. I remember that. Um, the kind of older band, I really can't remember, but you were definitely main support. Uh, oh, was it um, British Sea Power? Yes, nice. British Sea Power, aye. yeah, that was it, yeah. Oh, fuck, aye. Yeah. Aye, a brilliant band, so. Yeah. Um, I totally forgot about that one. Yeah. Aye. You, you did the EP launching and like... I remember I actually dug it. Oh, what? Here we go. Put this off you. Yeah. Uh, at the EP launch. Oh, and then, nice. Um, then you did that British Sea Power gig, and I deliberately like jumped off the bar like sorry Lindsay, I'll be like half an hour. Oh, nice. I <laughs> came and watched. Ah, British Sea Power gig. That was fucking. That was a lot of fun as well, if I remember correctly. Um, was I sold it show? Yeah, and they had like um, <laughs> they they had like big massive bears. Mind and a polar bear that came ah, out from backstage. Oh fuck! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like and like just rattled, went up through the crowd <laughs> up up the sides and everything. Yeah. And it was like there must have been like the the costumes were like seven eight feet and, yeah. and there was a guy in a ghillie suit like on the stage I doing think, all this. Yeah. Waving, waving. I remember the bears. I don't remember that part, but I don't ah. remember much about that. I just remember you supporting them. Um, I remember. I remember one of the biggest issues was trying to get a gear on because they had like like fake pelicans and. Yeah, and, and plants yeah, and, uh, it was like a fucking vivarium on the stage. Aye, yeah. we had to get like a, another drum kit, and you know what? Yeah, so, yeah, so we had like another drum kit and like all this shit, and it was all that stuff. And then when they played, I had two big massive polar bears, gully suit guy, sort of fucking trap. It was a good gig, I mean. Oh, like I remember busy. that being real class. Aye. Uh, How did you get that gig? Just through just Miller, Miller, uh, um, picking it through because obviously we were. An EP launch and yeah. seemed to be doing all right. Yeah. Um, and actually, so Woody, the drummer from British Sea Power, his 
his wife now does a project called Celestial North. Right. That you should check out. It's fucking really good. What um, is it? It's kind of like the best way to describe it is like witchy, <laughs> like <laughs> ethereal, <Black> magic. But, <laughs> but like it's got like proper kind of it's, it's got a lot of British power in it uh, in, right. in terms of like that kind of rocky like undercurrent and yeah that was, I wasn't was arsed on their music but I thought like it was a good gig for what it was mm-hmm. eh so um, experience aye we'll call it that we'll fuck it it's the first time I've seen so, a polar bear yeah. and I've worked <laughs> well, that's that in PJs, I worked, I worked three PJ's Halloweens I've seen a lot of fucking Harley Quinns I did not see a, a polar bear so aye, no, the, the polar bear was stand out like so what was the what do you think of the belly dancer EP? What does it? That's thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking oh shit! Um, I'm shit all over it. No, 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 no. Like there's, there's. I, I, I still like fucking rate it <laughs> from from a. You know, it's hard to rate your own shit, but it's um. Like I how just, much was it to get a fucking vinyl press? By the way, well, was that was this before? It got ridiculously long queues and ah yeah, yeah. Well, that, this was like yeah. 2017. Um, but it was Scottish Fiction, a guy called Neil, who yeah. who like pretty much fronted for all this. Like, uh-huh. it, was, it was brilliant. He you was, sell them all out, though. Yeah, I was actually talking to him the other day, and he was telling me that he, he thinks he's got like 20 in the house. So I need to get over and pick them up off him. Get some merch and go for the next gig. Well, we need to get new merch anyway. Um, I think we <laughs> Lindsay actually in PJs was ripping me because uh, our merch desk at our Christmas gig was basically you don't have anything what was our merch but, I'll forgive you for not thinking there was anything because <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> there was fucking much there wasn't much to be honest uh, there was like so we had tapes cassettes actually did you uh, for the long jump for the long jump oh fuck I would have bought one uh, I might have one in the car though sort you out fucking um, and Two t-shirts, like white t-shirts. Um, was this as the, the staff entrance on the top floor? Ah, just like that little yeah, the wee stuff. I, it, I did not see it, it. There was actually two t-shirts and some tapes. That's all we had right. left there. Because <laughs> I was quite surprised that when we'd been doing this like sort of little tour around the place. Yeah. Um, but it, it was almost like everyone that came pretty much tried to buy something eh? yeah if they could he did like six kind of Scottish gigs all spread out a wee bit eh? the first one was Dunfermline right. in the summer yes it was suppose it was Dunfermline then Ayr uh, and then Stirling uh, it wasn't Stirling no Mull oh went to uh, Mull <laughs> fucking <laughs> community of Mull Dumfries uh, and then we were supposed to do one in Ollapool but we got up there and it was cancelled and then <laughs> went all the way up there to find it was cancelled oh, oh, that's, that's a fucking shit show mate uh, it just all went to the pub uh, we were up there with Sunstinger as well so oh right um, was David doing two sets <laughs> he, was, he was drinking double pints I think and then Lock Inver and then back down the road done filming again eh? aye, top of the year aye, yeah <laughs> I take it that gig was just a shit we've got a Christmas slot we need filled or did you already have that pre-booked it was um 
fucking giving away trade secrets here. Uh, I had I had us <laughs> I had us like penciled in as like a like because the boys have been asking me about Christmas show, but then I was trying to get somebody else in, like a bit bigger. Um, Did you have somebody on the? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I thought. I, I thought. <laughs> you can uh, say it now. Who was it? Anyone good? Oh, I can't say because it uh, it's just know. it's just a date that gets. Oh yeah, forward, I, oh, oh is it right? Okay, um, it's in the future. But um, but I was hoping to get someone else in with my other promoters hat on, and then yeah, uh, I didn't come through. So I thought, and you'll get the support slot. No, 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 not that. I don't think it would suit, to be honest. Right. <laughs> but um, but wait, hold on, the new that wouldn't suit. You got fucking waves supporting you. Ah, fucking right. Aye, but I mean, great, ba- both great bands does not go together. Really, I, oh no, I know a that, hardcore Glaswegian band and like a kind of rock band for Scotland. You know what I mean? Glaswegian. Gla- well, aye. Well, for Tom, for Tom, aye. Yeah, yeah. Like... Well, aye. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, like uh, the reason what waves. And uh, uh, so we talked earlier about you know fucking scuds and trivium and all, uh, yeah. all these bands, and like <clears throat> we st- like. Loved all that. Used to go to like, dra- like Dragon. Saw Dragon Force twice. Oh and no, like, King uh, Cuts. No, um, one was Liquid Rooms and one was somewhere in Glasgow. I can't remember. Yeah. But, uh, but nah, like used to, used to go watch all that stuff, and, and I hadn't really like I'd kind of drifted more into didn't even know the words for for the type of just like. I, like guess different branches indie it's just getting not indie that's not the right word alternative yeah um like just listen to to all sorts but hadn't hadn't delved back into that for a while and then dave bassist in our band dave mcculloch obviously mm-hmm. can um where he was like do you want to go to outbreak festival in manchester uh and i was like oh, that sounds good so we all went down and it was like you had to sign a waiver before you went in because they didn't have a crash barrier because it was like proper hardcore festival where everyone's up on the stage like at some point was... not loose play they yeah yeah i watched that video fucking unreal there was there was the videos are fucking phenomenal and yeah. the thing is that that's what it was like they had two huge screens at the side so you could see what was being yeah, filmed and, yeah and you were like this is fucking epic it's like it does five thousand people and uh there was there were times i think drain was one of the the first bands i saw when i got there on maybe the Saturday, and uh, there's like so many people on the stage. Yeah, there was people crowd surfing on top of yeah, on <laughs> the top people of them, on yeah. the stage, and, and I was just like, "What?" The fuck? They got all the fans to sign something. They're like, "You break something." Yeah, that's not their fault. That's fair enough. Uh, well, aye, because cause I'm sure I'm sure someone like I've broken two bones at gigs. I broke my knee and I broke my clavicle bone, like mm-hmm. your collarbone. Eh? Uh, so it can be done. Did did you sue the venue? Did I fuck? Oh, exactly. I was well, <laughs> well no, but that's what this waiver's for, like basically. And the the great thing, like with hardcore shows, is that everyone tries to look their best oh, look, look after yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah. After each other, that can't be said for all venues, <laughs> eh, for all well, fans, unfortunately. Not. Yeah, but yeah, there is a community. Even in this, like you get half the people telling the people behind them to shut the fuck up, uh, no, yeah, and then yeah. then the other half like saying, "Nah, fuck you." And yeah. other, neither of those sides are going to help each other. No, when, I know. Then if well. shit goes down, eh, yeah, yeah. Go to them, right? <laughs> you know. And but in the hardcore scene, it's like 
nah, fucking. Yeah, if you I'm thought, like, yeah. I think first time, like, I think it was during maybe like drug church or something. I was like, fucking, I'll know that all day. Let's go on stage and, <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, six foot let's... six guys <laughs> jumping off <laughs> didn't have to cruise it. Right, like, I was like, I sail up there. Before, first time I came down, my glasses like shortly out of my face. Oh, I was like, oh fuck, that's right, an expensive that, fuck up. That, that, well, that's what went through my head. I was like, fuck, yeah. this is like. That's it. No Again, like, you know, you don't wear contacts, do you? Nah, like, nah. Fucking got some weird, weirdly terrifying touch in my eyes. Eh? Right. Okay. Nah. It's, <laughs> I always think you like because whenever June Fawn Fox it, you kind of kind of go for it a lot. Eh? And I'm like, I need to take my glasses off uh, for a lot of shows if, because and then you can't see fuck all. I can't eat, but yeah, it's yeah, fine. Eh? It's fine. Like, I just need, I just need a feel. Try to see the lens. <laughs> just need feel the music, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. So. Belly Dancer EP done. I don't know if this is the right order. You did a split the amount out. Yeah, uh, ah, yeah. So that was just before Belly Dancer. I think that was because Lights is on that. EP. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that was kind of like Neil from Scottish Factions' way of like saying, getting a bit of press to say like, oh look, these guys are going to be releasing stuff with Scottish Factions. Yeah. And so it was a fucking really nice thing. And then that that was uh, done on seven inch vinyl. Yeah, I know. So and once again you know brilliant that like splits are always a good thing they're always a good thing because like a fan of your band could find Mountain Down and vice versa Mm. and it's always good to have a physical to that eh? the only thing that annoys me on like fucking Spotify and that is like instead of it being one of the covers uh, they chose the yeah it's, it's like no it's like oh, it split half? in the middle uh, it's like diagonal half oh like, really I don't, I don't know, a cheese so. sandwich <laughs> <laughs> a cheese sandwich of two completely different <laughs> artworks and I was just like just make it one or the other like yeah. I wouldn't have even minded if it was theirs but yeah. that's what it came out extra physical well, it's like it's one each side eh? yeah yeah right then it was the birthday songs one and two birthday flowers birthday flowers eh? birthday flowers probably yeah. my favourite song of Fawn Fox if I'm being honest oh thank you very much oh right. good um, the uh, one is superior to two I would say in my opinion probably probably uh, <laughs> Like two, why the hell did two get recorded again? Um, oh, yeah, in fact, so so we've got so we've got a tune that's that one released. Like, I fucking don't think it's a great song. Um, but Nick, Nick does the <laughs> right, okay, yeah, uh, and it was like one of the last songs sort of Fraser wrote when he was in the band, and I, I just think it's fucking. Like a really interesting song and stuff, uh, and it is. It will come out. Like whatever the fuck they say, like it's getting forced out somewhere or another. Yeah, a B side or sneakily on the back of an EP or yeah. even in, a, in an album or whatever. Um, you played it live. Played played it live. Um, like at maybe like sh- showcasey gigs, like yeah. you know, like so far sounds and all that sort of stuff. Right. Because um, it's one of those that came together in the studio, but. It, I think, yeah, the reason Birthday Flowers 2 got recorded was because it was it was like we were in that sort of vibe, you know, yeah. the kind of like stripped the back. national yeah. stripped back yeah. with this other song. So it was, um, it, that was actually recorded it with Rod Jones from Idlewild. Oh, nice. Um, at Post Electric Studios in Leaf. Nice. Um, so it was, we were sort of just, feeling at the studio brilliant studio um, yeah. getting like playing about with equipment and stuff so 
done that. Fraser had actually just kind of like come up with a slightly different way to play it on the acoustic that yeah. made it sound a bit nicer. And ah, I was just like, well, what are the lyrics it. about? Obviously, buying some country flowers for their birthday, but like, what are the so our bassist, our old bassist, uh, yeah. D, um, that's about his brother. So, oh. so, I'd, so I'd asked them permission to fucking write a sort of song about it. Um, and like, yeah, so I unfortunately it's not with us anymore. Yeah, oh, so, nah. so, well, it so, makes sense that you've said that. So, yeah, so it was, so yeah. it was just the sort of like, I think, like, used to hang about at D's flat a lot, like, uh, just having a few beers and like, especially lots of after parties. So, um, and then one, one night he sort of told me the full story of it so um sure that sticks uh, yeah and it gets yeah. kind of not inspirational but like I mean your music's not the most like cheeriest all the time so it, no, it's, it's, a, it's almost like a, it's a topic that can be addressed but, in a creative way you know what I mean yeah it's, but it's all I think it's almost like you know once once it's out there it's there's there's a there's a certain level of release like yeah. as, as you'll probably see, like I'm not, a, I don't go about like woe is me or, or no, like, no, you're uh, not, nah, like, yeah, you know, fucking, I'm a chipper guy, yeah, like, yeah. I, I love kicking Just about, get on with it, uh, yeah. and this, this, I guess, is a lot, a lot of especially for Fox is just sort of the catharsis yeah. channel in it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's, I wish I had that kind of thing. It's a good way to kind of express and release. You know, what I mean, a lot of folks do other things to. To cope, mm. I think it's a good word, cope, in a sense. Really? Um, and yeah, to have that kind of creative and then control over it. And then again, it's like it's, it's one of those things about music. Once you release that music, it's no longer your music. Nah. It's everybody, and everybody can take their own interpretation of it. So before you told me the story of the of what Birthday Flowers is about, mm. I had my own, and it's totally different. Yeah, and, and that's you know the point. I mean? And it's, that's the point, though, eh? You know what I mean? And, and a lot of the fucking time. You don't know what a song's about until you've written it and recorded yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It might take you like six months to actually listen back to that song and go, fuck, like... It's, it's like a weird fucking form of therapy where you've you've already s- said all the stuff, you know, yeah. you've told the story or whatever. Yeah. And it's not until month, like weeks or months later you listen back and you're like, I don't know, that, that thing that I said in this song yeah. absolutely reminds me of yeah like xyz and then yeah. and then like you're like oh fuck <laughs> like, and, and then and then you then you then you'll be able to you know work through whatever that was you yeah. know and, and it's just like uh. hindsight's a beautiful thing with that kind of thing as well right and, and also it kind of like helps songs that you you've now maybe heard about a fucking million times in the recording process mm-hmm. playing it over and over listening to it to see what needs mastered or yeah, whatever yeah. Um, when that happens it like it goes oh like, I quite like this song yeah. <laughs> again because you, you'd you'd grown so tired of it eh? obviously you wrote Belly Dancer EP seven years ago now 2015 16 uh, and, yeah and like even that's a song yeah even before from, that so it must like, be like one of those things that. like you're revisiting it Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're revisiting that time, like that. Um, you know what I mean? What the what what it's about? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You'll have your own interpretation. What what X Y and Z songs about? Yeah, totally. 
and you'll be not like reliving it in a sense, but it's like kind of come back. To you. It's almost like a nostalgia thing, I suppose, it's, but it, for a bad memory or a or a, or a good memory. It's not even that. It's it's almost like see we're perfect place to start. Like I can't necessarily remember what we were put about, and I and I might not even be sure what it means to me now. But yeah. it's but the feeling of playing it again when you hadn't played it for like I don't think that's been the set for like three years. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, and like it was all it was almost like because we'd done all these other shows yeah playing like the new ep and stuff it was like oh that's there's that's the sort of buzz from when like pre-covid when we're like having fun and yeah like before we've had to restart everything yeah again. like ah oh, that's fucking what funny eh? and so so that's more the feeling now eh? like yeah the weird thing is like <laughs> maybe the sadder the song is that we play it's like Get the most yeah, feeling of like yeah. oh, that, was, that was good fun when when we come out with it and start playing it in shows and stuff. So yeah, so I don't know. It's, it's like a it's completely flipped on its head. So you you write it when you're in a certain frame of mind, and then, yeah, and then you're playing it and it's and it becomes a more a much more fun thing to do. Yeah, yeah, fucking class. What made you stop playing belly dance in life? Is just because it's seven minutes long? Was that ah? So belly dance was going to be in the set uh, it? and it was because we were sticking the Christmas song in and Perfect Place uh, uh, and so I mean I, I mean we could we could have done it as well but yeah. a couple of lads were like well this could be too long you know <laughs> like we've got to um, got to get back to the rider at I some know, point yeah. <laughs> the club night starting soon you've uh, got fucking evil starting but no it is it like and <sighs> An hour or an hour fifteen, it's 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 a tad. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's, uh, so, some of the boys on this sprightly as me, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so got to, got to cut them some slack every now and then. I noticed uh, during a perfect place to start, you you get like a total like adrenaline rush about you. Like I always like compare your stance to to James Hetfield because you are both fucking tall and like skinny. And see when you like you don't know, you just do this thing like you the stand. Ah, they let yeah. Uh, and you just totally go for it during a perfect place. It's, like, it's fucking funny to watch. Like uh, <laughs> entertainment at its best. Uh, it's, it's one of them. It's one of them. Just like proper post rock. Like yeah, uh, just goes for it. So it's it's, a, it's fun to like just fucking proper yeah. start dicking about to that one. Like. <laughs> right then, we're on the last one. The long jump. Yes, the cassette. <laughs> long jump the cassette because vinyl was Vinyl's out, a fucking I like cassettes man. Peter I think I think cassettes are cooler well that's nice that's nice of you to say <laughs> no well I don't know I don't know if it's like our first things were what bought on cassette yeah totally. I mean some of the coolest shit I own is on cassette you know what I mean like old demos for bands like bands gave out cassettes to each other mm. back in the day right you know what I mean now bands just say I shout a soundcloud fucking link you know what I mean it was uh, it was when when we were like, oh, so you play it one way and then you flip, <laughs> and, and, and plays then, it again, <laughs> and then you just play it again. And when we first got these cassettes, by the way, if you fucking play it one way, oh, you just flip, you don't even rewind it. <laughs> and they're like, ah, very good, Johnny, but I don't have a fucking cassette <laughs> player, <laughs> and I haven't for like twenty-five years. You just said you had one in the car. You got a cassette player in your car, and you just carry cassettes no. around just in case someone asks. <laughs> No, I don't have a cassette player in my car, uh, but uh, 
Oh, I've got I've got like a cassette player in my record. Yeah, because like, good thing to have. I like Plus it. vinyl as well. There's a queue for it, and it's too expensive, mm. and you need to charge a lot for a. You'd have to do a 12 inch, I'm assuming, for a for that EP. If you were to release Long Jump, on you'd have to do it in 12 inch. More expensive, longer away. Yeah. Well, you'd have to do it at least 10 inch, but then I think 10 inch is actually more expensive. Aye, because it's so just sort. Of, just, not, it, yeah, it just, just yeah, doesn't get yeah. get made as much. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but I like well we'll get something else on vinyl and maybe long jump might get another release or whatever but it's just uh did you do a split like you did the uh, sinking ships belly dance or like put like birthday flowers on one side yeah well, and then well i think i think it'd be good uh, like to do a full full length so that would be both sides and yeah. then if we put out like you know what hope is to cope for manchester orchestra um or, or we put out like a supplementary p not long after mm-hmm. and then we might stick the two EPs together you know right. some, something like that so that we can actually make it a physical as well physicals are always nice it must be a good feel I've always said this to like everyone I spoke to doing this podcast and they've always had physicals it must be some done holding something you've made whether it be cassette oh, a CD or a, a, or a vinyl <laughs> it must done. be it must be man that, it's fucking it so cool like it's, that's that's yours and that's never going to go away either you know what I mean it's, it's also when like you know the the sort of AI takes over and the singularity and yeah. takes the internet down and yeah. everything's wiped from the planet and you've still got a fucking still got a couple, tw- a couple of cassettes still, still got a few cassettes <laughs> kicking about in the cupboard that <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't shift because uh, your merch desk was fucking shit uh, <laughs> unnoticeable uh, <laughs> absolutely unnoticeable the t-shirts and a few tapes right so what was the long jump recording like I like the the wee video you did uh, the wee that you did all all the songs in a uh, row in that in a semi-circle so, a... so you're you're reminding me of things that have just happened in recent history <laughs> <laughs> this is what's happened with my COVID brain here um, you can remember fucking everything for 2014 last year fucking aye <laughs> <laughs> uh, like like yesterday yeah uh, um, aye so long jump recording um aye you <laughs> Well, thank you, Johnny, for <laughs> <laughs> what an insight. <laughs> there you are. Um, yeah, we got him with Bruce again, um, and it was, I it was fucking weird. Like this, this is why I'm so confused with long jump recording that, uh, that you're asking me, and I can't remember it properly because it was like partly at the start of COVID. Oh, you'd already start recording it. Yeah, so it was like some mental, like the day before we went into lockdown. We were doing exit frame, right? And fractions came, not fraction came. Yeah, so it was like the day before lockdown. We're we're in the studio and we're all like fucking on edge. Yeah. And and Bruce is like, are we even supposed to be yeah. doing this? And, and that's like, the same thing. Oh, Hamish told me dancing were down uh, in that kind of cottage farm. Where they, where they go yeah. to recording, and then like you're just getting BBC updates on your phone, and it's like you better fuck off home. I, and like, just take everything with us. It was just, it was just pure anxiety. Yeah. So, so like, um, so, so you're making the tunes, and I'm sure we had like, I think, like D, D and Fraser weren't in the band at this point, but they came into the studio, like, check out what was happening, and and then was David in the band by this point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that that was like the first thing I think he properly recorded with us. Yeah, was uh, Exit Frame, um, 
so like folk are coming to the studio and then like I think I can't remember who it was but someone was coming in like with like a camera and they were just saying like in the document stuff oh it was a guy called Rip Vars actually this Lithuanian dude um, and so he, so he comes in and we're starting to think there's a lot of there's a lot of people in here there yeah uh, and yeah this is going to get shut Some down cunt coughs and yes. you're like shit so, so it, was, it was an anxious experience that first time and then when we got to do fraction session it was like I think there was like a few weeks of respite where like the rules where you could go and do something like part of a job inside yeah, two yeah. meters you know whatever it was yeah. um, but it's uh, so we got that done um, and then I, I think we like there was a break again we got to do the rest of them but yeah. the best part I think about that experience was going out um, sort of when you were able to travel meet folk outdoors we went and done the Fractions music video and it was like a place in uh, I can't remember if it was like Port Glasgow a place in the borders this like bit in Dunfermline and all that stuff and it was like we were going around different parts of Scotland and filming with um, different actors and it was like the first time some budget you guys have eh? there was no budget, <laughs> no budget. <laughs> <laughs> driving our own cars alright okay uh Two of the actors were uh, my missus' best pal's kids. <laughs> <laughs> like, everyone was just like, because of COVID, there was nobody doing it. Yeah. So they're just like, boredom. Let's yeah. do something. Eh? Yeah. Nobody had any money, especially, especially not musicians, <laughs> uh, especially not actors. So, you know, gave them what we could. Can't imagine foreign, uh, foreign folks signing on a furlough, like. Uh, <laughs> well, well, got furlough for a wee bit, but <laughs> there wasn't any foreign fox organisation yeah. unfortunately. And it probably would have been about £2 a week. I know. <laughs> 80% of fuck all is still fuck all. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I've had to tell a few bands by the way because uh, they're trying to get all the royalties together. <laughs> 80% of fuck all is still fuck all. <laughs> Uh, squeeze the band in <laughs> right so that was recorded and then you did that kind of video you released a few months back mm. uh, yeah. that you were all playing in a circle kind of thing aye so that, aye, that was up uh, quite cute La- <laughs> <laughs> quite cute mate delete later uh, <laughs> that was um, that was up with Almond uh, right. some like, big unity right. uh, it was <laughs> we picked so, so we had to have it totally dark to for all the lights and stuff to and hazers and shit. In other words, you don't have a budget, so you just couldn't afford lights. <laughs> uh, 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 no, so so like Rory Kewison, domicile. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he'd went and had like got those like all the strobe lighting and all these bulbs and stuff, and basically uh, we needed to be pitch black for it. You know, well, he's the director. He's, yeah. he, he told us that yeah. it needed to be pitch black. <laughs> so like, all right, when we're doing this, and it was like fucking. 20th of June it was like a long or the 30th of June or something like the longest day of the year oh, so right. so, uh, so it didn't get dark until the back of 11 so we're, we're like there till like 5 or 6 in the morning just yeah. like hammering away at these gins <laughs> but no it was it's class uh, and then eventually got out and I think we should put a strobe light warning on it it's one of them ones eh I'm not epileptic I can nah, give a fuck fine. mate it's totally fine <laughs> absolutely <laughs> fine and that's so that's the kind of that's where you're up to now that was part of your Christmas gig mm-hmm. with the 
Invisible merch table. That's where we're at right now. <laughs> you got anything booked up coming up? Uh, a couple of things. You get control of the PJ's calendar, eh? So once there'll be FF there, be FF there. Uh, like, see, that's the thing. I, like, I've been playing, been in there too much because yeah. working there now. So uh, staying away from there for a while. Um, uh, but there's, uh, there's a couple of things getting talked about at the moment, but it's more cause like doing the Scotland on tour shows and then PJs and then uh, just like it still feels like we've just come out of what they like what <laughs> like everything's I know, like, back kinda up a year ago that, that kind of shit started getting normal right? yeah, so 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 it, so it was just like you know fucking you know you're, you're just running about daft no time to think so taking this first portion of the year to write as much as we can yeah um, and demo some stuff and then I think maybe sort of late spring we'll start doing shows again so maybe get back to the cities and yeah obviously don't film in as a city but <laughs> you trying to get a decent support slot is that something you'd be good I, I mean I would love to I'd yeah. love to get a great great support slot or great support tour but sure you're gaining all these pals now being like pals <laughs> colleagues <laughs> 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 like a lot, lot of musicians and pals but like especially the bigger the bigger the band the less you have contact with yeah, the actual bands yeah. you know the more you you're chatting away to I think you and, you and Fatherson should do together yeah, that'd be a fucking that'd be perfect that'd be an absolute beast do we time out for a push aye fine on man Can't couldn't wait fucking ten minutes to go for a fish, but here we are. Oh, <laughs> fucking got a bladder like tea. <laughs> right, so long jump's done. You, you're wanting a support slot? Would be nice. Would be nice. Would be nice, eh? Be very nice. Um, but caveat that with it's almost like at the back of the mind at the moment. Yeah. With, um, it is focusing on writing. Um, you want to join do an album? Yes. Oh, yeah. like. That's all. That's all I want to do. Have you got an album written? Um, Ish. I mean, there's there's a lot of sort of songs in the ether, um, but it's the reason um, the reason Sinking Ships wasn't an album, and the same reason Long Jump wasn't an album because at the stage was that with uh, all these songs, there was enough songs for an album, but not money. necessarily. Well, money, money's partly a factor in the time constraint to get a lot of these recorded but some of them doesn't like it's you want things to work properly together eh? uh, and I'm just got to send like one what I was telling you earlier about the There Will Be Fireworks um, how the, their albums like all go into each other and, yeah. and it's like one like cohesive I, thing do you want to do a concept album in, in a way I guess yeah, um, yeah. like I think I think a lot of albums, whether they call themselves concepts albums or not, they are, they are yeah. because subconsciously there, there's a, there's usually a theme that runs through them in, yeah. in that respect. But like, want to do it as like something that I I would be into, you know, like like something really fucking cool, you know, yeah. um, and like I think that's the that's the point of doing music nowadays when. Yeah. 
if you don't want to be a content creator, uh, which I think um, you have to be to a certain respect. Not that, not that I'm very good at it, or any of us are. Um, but that, that's what a lot of that, a lot of it's all about. So you've kind of got to remember to just take a step back and be like, well, I'm making this today to make something that I at least find a little bit special or yeah. means or is quite cool or cooler than something that was there before. You know, whatever way you want to look at it, but yeah, it's just. You do it for that reason, and then you'll make you'll obsess over it, <laughs> and it becomes Until like done, chi- yeah. Chinese democracy yeah, by uh, Axel Rose, <laughs> like Guns and Roses. No, no, so, right so it takes time. way longer than than you than you than you ever mean it to. You were right the first time you said by Axel Rose. That's not Guns and Roses. Dan. That's a yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. Axel Rose. Dan. But yeah, nah, I totally get you. Like, but, but, but that's that's what I battle with. Yeah, when it when it comes to the full length, because it's like just kind of. Like it needs, uh, it needs to work. Uh, it needs yeah. to be. It's. It'll a, consume a, a you, but be worth it at the end. It's like it's like a big reason I love Manchester Orchestra because, like Andy Hill's amazing at this, where they'll like make an entire piece, but it's like ten songs. Yeah, but like you, you could listen to it all in a winner. Um, yeah, and it just makes perfect sense. It's like that whole thing and things like. Heart back to other songs and it's all interconnected and stuff. That, that, like that's what I love about it. Yeah. Stuff. So, so that's the next phone fox Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Manchester Orchestra rip off. Twenty forty five. Right. So I think we're done with phone fox for the time. Um, How did you get into promoting PGs? Apart from the fact there's a job basic vacancy going, did you just? Uh, well, no, it was like so. So previously. I was working at uh, Douglas Street doing like the sort of town centre events. Right. Because um, you you've always been involved with, out with, mm-hmm. haven't you? Yeah. yeah. So so that's what got me the, the job there essentially because uh, I was doing it like kind of voluntary as part of a committee, like mm-hmm. helping put together this festival. Um, and then it was like the bid company in the town where you know funding it and doing it all and, and eventually like ended up working for them on yeah. the festival um, and from that like was doing like food and craft festivals was involved in like the sort of last incarnations of the fireworks um, yeah. the like loads of sort of the Christmas lights all that sort of stuff um, so when the pandemic came uh, that company folded um, right. so I was I, I actually went and I was like working at a second hand book warehouse at some point during the pandemic nice um, and I Molly just gave me a text yeah said fancy coming up for a chat and then that, there it was uh, so and and I guess before that, like I'd I'd done show repping and stuff at PJ's. Yeah. I'd done um, like stage managing for like guys like the View and Cast down at the Glen Pavilion and stuff. What was this fucking Rothers Hall story? Oh, uh, <laughs> the Rothers Hall story. Uh, so the Delaney's, um we were playing. It was a band called the Scallies, who were from Lookers Rioters, which was Taylor from. Uh, 
Sunstinger's band really? and Tango Natic were supposed to headline um, and, and a band from Dundee called The Twist and ba- and basically um, halfway through this Rioteer set <clears throat> um, the bassist at the time Harry like so, some boy right at the front of the crowd just lobs a pint right over the bassist so so he's like still playing the tune, still playing the tune, nonchalantly takes his bass off, pops it down and that, runs off and fly kicks the guy. <laughs> and then before you know it, all hell breaks loose and One like, big Royal Rumble. There's folks there folks more with a metal pole trying to hit like other folk and like it it was madness. So it, it's it's all kicking off. Um and then <laughs> So then I'm like, right, you get the fuck out of here. So kind of like jostle within like a like a huddle of people out the sort of doors from the main venue. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, oh, they can get out of there. And as soon as we get into the southern room, the folk are like chucking all the tables and chairs and like the cafeteria part rubber songs <laughs> at each other. And uh, and I it just went on and on. And there was like folk running upstairs and hitting each other with the keyboards in the offices and and, and never had eh? folk like teeth pinging about folk getting hit with chairs when was this? 2000 this, oh, 2000 sounds like a good night like, f- but... 2010 uh, 2009 maybe. was that a weekend revolution gig? no it was, a, it was like an ox ox jam right, <laughs> ox like jam <laughs> and uh, and like aye because they gave up because most of the bands were underage and I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure there was a fridge just stacked there yeah all, all the baby yeah. um, and and then the police finally arrived and so so they're all rushing in so they so they run to the door and they're like right everybody stop and it's like one of those scenes in a way of West film <laughs> everyone kind of stops looks over and then just carries on again <laughs> <laughs> and like so everybody's walking out later everyone with black you know, did you get to play that night we got to play ice because we so were you on first we were we were either on first or second and then it was rioters and then it was supposed to be tango natic right and i just remember they were in the dressing room getting ready like you know you're not gonna <laughs> I, they, got to, they, they came back down the whole place was clear <laughs> <laughs> And oh, aye, and then everyone's walking out afterwards. Well, like uh, it's quite lo- a decent big size venue, eh? So yeah, I suppose yeah, but... at that time that'd be like a big, a big night for them, eh? Oh it, yeah, there was loads of folk in, and yeah. um, <laughs> and then everyone's walking away and thinking, what? Like, yeah. brilliant thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, just everyone's been hammered. Can you imagine like the MySpace post later on that day? Do you but, want to thank everybody for coming down? <laughs> well, well, it was a guy. It was a guy called Andy that uh, he'd he. He was he was like a drummer in another band, but he'd also worked at the office halls, so he'd uh, he'd managed to he managed to get the CCTV. Oh really? <laughs> so like loads of folk were watching the back. Oh, oh what a laugh, man! But aye, yeah, class. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Is that kind of the Johnny Watt nice and wrapped up? No oh, man, aye. <laughs> wrapped up, <laughs> wrapped up. So just continue working at PJ's promoter. And then continuing writing music. Aye, so well, for the time being, just writing music, getting just seeing seeing what I can do. Hope, uh, I think out of festival will be back this year. 
okay. I never got to, last year was really good. You had Fatherson and Zoes, but mm. I had the the excerpts down in Gala Shields that night. All right. Yeah, so missed it. Shit. Well. I know. Poor <laughs> Pat. Um, now you'll get, you get your chance this year. Yeah. Great night out, and obviously everybody that works on it, it's uh, it's a volunteer board, so yeah. everyone just puts in their own sort of time and yeah, an effort to to make it. He's got pulled apart. Pulled apart with horses. Yeah, that right? was that was a good name. He he, he uh, so the singer got on the bar at the brass house and just started projectile vomiting on the flare. Serious? <laughs> What, during the gig? During the gig, aye, like part of the oh, gig. Aye. Part of the gigs. Oh, to be fair, like, pyro is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Projectile vomit's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> but, aye, so he's, like, started, like, as you would expect, yeah. you know, getting on all the tables, yeah. like, kicking all the tumblers and stuff. And then he just got up and just started vomiting. And you could see the divide straight away. You could see, like, half of... Half the crowd absolutely horrified. Yeah. Other half, yes. fucking yes. Yeah. Here they go. <laughs> and and I and I spoke to the guy who owns the brass now, Harry, the other guy. He was um. Said, I'm so sorry about this, mate. Like, I had no idea that was yeah. going to happen. There, and he's like, oh, "That's fucking rock and roll." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yes." <laughs> I can see you again next year, mate. Aye, that's that, man. Aye. No, no, it's just good that like a lot, lot of places in the town get a, a good turn from it, and it sort of reminds people, yeah, um, that there's local like, music. Uh, yeah. There's loads of places to go, and hopefully, it makes people think different ways about certain venues and how they can be sort of utilised. Yeah, even like local businesses get a turn out of it. Like Aye. even for us, we got like we were heaving that weekend. Aye, fucking brilliant! Um, well, that's that's really what I hear, really. Yeah. Definitely, man. Right, perfect. I think that's I think that's us tonight. But uh, we've talked about this for a while. Thank you for finally getting to, to getting to do, uh, get it done. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, man. And I look forward to getting my cassette of your car. Oh, <laughs> right, perfect, man. Cheers. Thanks, man. Cheers. Cheers.